fear of the unknown. We talked a little bit about that, but you know, when you start a business, there's a lot that you don't know. Number five, you have a limited experience or expertise. Number six is fear of rejection or criticism. And I think this deserves to be probably number one or two. Number six, fear of rejection or criticism. Number seven, concerns about work-life balance. Alan has started and grown several multi-million dollar businesses. His mission is to help you do the same. Welcome to the Business Growth Pod, building the future one entrepreneur at a time. Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Growth Pod. I'm your host, Alan Draper. I'm excited that you are spending your very valuable time with me today. Today we were going to talk about the top 10 reasons that people say that they don't start a business for. So the top 10 things that get in an entrepreneur's way of starting a business. And then we're going to get into a little bit about what the true reason is that people don't actually pull the trigger. So we're actually live streaming this uh, recording on LinkedIn. So we're going to see how that goes. And then we're going to release the actual podcast edited version in a week or two on YouTube and then all major audio platforms. So let's get right into it. So I'm going to cruise through the top 10 reasons that studies show that people don't, the reasons why they don't start their businesses. And then we're going to kind of talk about some ways to get around some of those things and some ways to make sure that we can kind of get to the next step with our businesses. So number one reason why people don't start a business is fear of failure. And this is kind of the most prevalent reason that people are hesitant to start a business. And a lot of it just comes from uncertainty. We are unsure about what we don't know. And we are fearful of the things that we're unsure of. Number two, financial concerns, right? There, there is financial requirement to start a business. And while we're injecting money into a business, we're all, we also still have to live and, and, you know, we have financial obligations. Number three is a lack of security. So many people just, they prefer the stability of a job, which is an interesting thing. Recently, I had a buddy uh, mention that he has been laid off twice in the last seven months. So, you know, I, I think that that lack of security should be lack of perceived security. Number four, fear of the unknown. We talked a little bit about that, but, you know, when you start a business, there's a lot that you don't know. Number five, you have a limited experience or expertise. Number six is fear of rejection or criticism. And I think this deserves to be probably number one or two. Number six, fear of rejection or criticism. Number seven, concerns about work-life balance. 
which is interesting. I have a story about that coming up. Number eight is a lack of a support system. Not having peers, not having people around you that support you, encourage you to continue, encourage you to start your business, even though there are some unknowns, even though you're scared, even though you're worried about you know financial resources. I mean, we can get into that a little bit and talk a, a little bit about some things you can do to get around that. Number nine is fear of success, which is actually an interesting one because there's fear of failure on the front end and then kind of fear of success on the back end. I think this plays a little a little bit less of a role for us and more of a reason for others to stop us from starting a business. They are afraid of our success. Number 10, legal and regulatory concerns which definitely come into play. People don't don't want to get sued. So let's talk a little bit about the fear of failure. So What's interesting is that a lot of people are afraid that their business is just going to like fail as in, you know, it's they're just this monumental kind of catastrophic failure. And I used to think that about business. Like, hey, the only type of failure is I close my doors. I, you know, if I have employees, uh, they lose their jobs. You know, I go back to my nine to five. The interesting part about failure, there's a couple of interesting things, but one of them is failure is not catastrophic in most cases. For sure, we we all know companies that have failed to the point where they had to shut their doors. They had to close up shop. But in most cases, failure is I hired the wrong person. I overspent on marketing. I didn't clarify what my services were. I upset a customer. We made some mistakes, whatever. I think that's the more common type of failure. And that form of failure is actually helpful in that you're able to grow. You're able to develop your business. You're able to, you know, in a lot of ways, failure leads us to success because if we follow it, if we're able to get into an industry that is rife with failure or there are certain pitfalls and we're able to overcome those pitfalls, or we're able to provide a solution to those pitfalls, we have created our niche because we have this opportunity that other people haven't been able to figure out. Let's talk a little bit about financial concerns. This is certainly one that people need to be aware of, they need to be cognizant of, they need to make sure that they have their ducks in a row, but I think people take it too far. I think people worry too much about this in that they they think that they need more than they actually do. And I think that's what is stopping people. There are different levels of getting into business. There are some people that they will kind of create a side hustle as it's called now, where they keep their main job, they, you know, even a full-time job. And then they start with five, 10 hours a week until they can kind of get it up and rolling, kind of pull back on their nine to five or whatever it is and do it that way. I don't necessarily recommend this, but if you have family, you have large financial obligations or your spouse is really risk adverse, this might be the way to go where you can kind of just inch your way into your business and you kind of have a backup plan. I'm actually reading a book right now called Burn the Boats, 
which talks about this idea of to be truly successful in life, you have to get to the point where you're taking risks without a safety net. But that is really going to come down to each specific case. So there are ways to kind of minimize the financial risk when you're starting a business. Number three I mentioned was lack of security, which is people like wanting to have stability. I've said this before and I stand by it. I think the percentage of people that should start a business is a very minor percentage of the general population. Starting a business isn't for everybody. And if you're worried about security, then, and that's a, that's a significant concern. Starting a business might not be for you, probably isn't for you. There are some items on this list that, that cut both ways. So there's a risk if you do it. If you do start a business, there's a risk if you don't. And the lack of security, you're going to have, it's going to be less secure in the short term for sure. In the first few months to a year, it's going to be less secure in that you're not going to have a steady paycheck. That being said, and I mentioned this earlier, you... I think banks, I think corporate America, I think even the government has kind of lulled us into this sense of security with nine to five type jobs and getting a W-2. And if this is you, there's nothing wrong with that. What we're trying to do here is sort out the risks of starting a business and the things that are stopping you from starting a business. But if you're a, hey, I, I just like to go to work I like to, you know, at five o'clock, I clock out. I don't think about my job. I get my paycheck. That's perfectly fine. That you shouldn't start a business. That being said, your job isn't as secure as you think. It's not. At any point you can get fired. Even if there's a contract involved, they could let you go and there could be some recourse there, maybe some legal recourse. But at the end of the day, I always thought it was interesting when. You know, I've been an entrepreneur kind of on my own for almost a decade now. And I think it's interesting that banks, when they look at an entrepreneur versus a employee, they think there's so much more risk with the entrepreneur. I've always thought that was interesting that the people that work in my business or work for me, my employees, seem to have a more stable job than I do. That's just kind of an interesting connection there. Number four, fear of the unknown. This is another one of those where, you know, well, first of all, all of us fear the unknown. We really do. That I think most fear is from not knowing, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. This is true in relationships. This is true if you're going on a roller coaster. Because if you go on the same roller coaster that you just went on, you kind of know what it's going to be like. And the fear's not there. That's kind of that's a lot of the excitement of the first time. But that is the case of everything. 
This one, unlike lack of security, I don't think this one should stop you from starting a business because it's so common. And there's there's ways to kind of hedge against this fear and kind of just taking baby steps as you get started. Limited experience or expertise. You know, I once, I was getting a quote for insurance, business insurance, like general liability. And there was a question that was asked by the broker. And I said, I didn't know. I didn't know the answer to the question. And the individual that was providing the quote said something about how I shouldn't have started a business until I had the answer to everything. And no offense to the employees of the world, but I could tell that she was an employee. Because if an individual waited until they had all the answers to every possible scenario, first of all, that that's impossible. It's it's that's not an option to have the answer to everything. How many people knew about COVID? Right, nobody. So, so not only is it impossible, but if you if it were in this kind of hypothetical world possible, you would be waiting forever, and you'd never actually start your business because you would be working toward this. And by the time, you know, markets change, marketing forms change, people change, the labor market change, all these things change. So by the time you've created a plan and you have most things answered, they're gonna be different anyway. So limited experience or expertise, I honestly think there's so much that you can do and, and learn as you are already moving. I'm gonna save number six for last getting into the details of number six. I'm going to do that last. That's fear of rejection or criticism. And I'm going to cruise through these other four real quick. Concerns about work-life balance. What's interesting is when I started my first business, I thought I was immediately going to have more time. I was practicing law. I quit my law job. And I quickly realized that I was wrong. I was actually, I actually had less time. I had less, less availability in the short term. And that's the key. That's the key word, the short term. Because when you get your business running where you can continue to replace yourself, that's where the flexibility comes from, both financially and in terms of time. So in the short term, you know, concerns about a work-life balance, absolutely. And I think those conversations need to be had with your spouse and you both need to go into this knowing, hey, the first year, two years, we're going to have to really be deliberate about family time, have certain, you know, non-negotiables and work through that. Number eight that I have on my list is a lack of a support system. And this one can be a really big one, especially if you don't have business partners. You do need a supportive spouse. I would not start a business if my spouse was saying, do not start a business, do not start a business, do not start a business. I wouldn't do it. I think with your spouse, you have to figure that out. You have to come to terms with them because that relationship comes first. That being said, any type of formal support system, I think you can find in the world of networking. You can get online, you can listen to podcasts, you can read books and use those resources to build your own network and make it so that it's like you're having a conversation with these individuals, these podcast hosts, these folks that are 
writing books and talking to you. And also you can get involved in local in-person networking events and also online on social media and stuff. You can find groups where you can, especially niche specific, where you can join a, you know, for example, there's a pest control group that I'm actively involved with where we lean on each other. So do that to find your support system. Number nine, fear of success. I don't think that this is a huge one where this one will come into play is kind of relating back to a support system. And that is, I think others will try to convince you not to start a business because they're worried about the success that you might have. They're worried that you might go on to financial prosperity, which you probably will. They're worried that you're going to have all these opportunities open to you that they're not going to have because they're not willing to take the risk and face these reasons, these hurdles for starting a business. So I think fear of success is actually, that will come more into play with those that are around you. And speaking about that, I have this rule of thumb where I will not take advice for somebody that I wouldn't trade places with regarding that specific subject matter. And to, to be honest with you, I wouldn't trade places with anybody. But it's just kind of the thought process. If I if if I'm looking, you know, if somebody's giving me advice about what to eat, what to do to get my body in physical shape, how to work out at the gym, and that person I wouldn't trade places physically with, right? It, hypothetically, where it's like, hey, you know, do are they in better shape than me? Do they have their financial resources in place? Would I places with them financially? Then and if the answer is no, then I am not going to listen to their financial advice. Why would I? Why would I listen to their advice if I'm in a better position, quote unquote, not necessarily to compare ourselves to others, not saying that we're better than them, but just in this one thing like, hey, why would I listen to your advice? Like what I've done has produced better results than what you've done. So worst case scenario, I just keep doing what I'm doing. And this is especially true of family members and friends that we kind of pay heed more to their advice. But think about that. Don't do it if you wouldn't trade places with them regarding the advice that they're giving you. Number 10, legal and regulatory concerns. There are certainly some steps that you can take to feel better about this and to kind of get your mind, mind right about it. Certainly surround yourself with professionals, especially regarding insurance and any type of uh, liability. Make sure that you set up your company in a way, structure in a way where personal liability doesn't come into play. And there's certain things you can do. And I think this is a much smaller concern than number six. And I said this before, but I think number six is either number one and one or two. And I think it's kind of related. So number six is fear of rejection or criticism. And number one is fear of failure. So kind of going back to fear of rejection or criticism, it really has to do with our tribe mentality where, you know, the cavemen DNA that we carry didn't want to be left behind by the tribe. And we're so worried about what others might have to say about us or what we think. If I could just give you five years of business experience. Just put that in your brain. You would think that this element, this hurdle of starting your business is absolutely silly. 
I think a lot of it's because we there's a couple of things. Number one, we're so involved in our own lives that while we realize what's going going on in the lives of those around us, we're focused on our own issues. For example, I'm really working on my golf game right now. And I am not a great golfer. I'm going to be. And I'm probably an average, maybe slightly above average golfer, just depending on who's who's I'm being compared to. But if I've noticed that when when I look at golfers around me and I kind of get down on myself about my game, I notice, man, they kind of suck. Like they're not very good. And and this makes me feel better for one reason or another. And I think ultimately it's because golf is hard, business is hard, and we're so focused on our own achievements that we don't really see issues with those around us. And definitely it doesn't come into play as much as we think it does. As teenagers, people think that, you know, teenagers think there are other people always looking at them and talking about them. And they're so concerned with their own lives that it's just not happening. So ultimately, as we're wrapping up here, these are the two issues, the fear of failure and the fear of rejection or criticism from failure. And honestly, if you kind of fast forward your life, you're going to be, you know, you're on your deathbed, you're going to be more concerned and i think you're going to regret more the th- more of the things that you didn't do than the things that you did and at the end of the day you're taking a leap and doing something that puts you outside your comfort zone if anything it tells you what you're made of it shows you what you're capable of and will push you to the next level, regardless of what happens with your business. If you have questions, or if there's anything I can help you with to kind of get beyond some of these hurdles for starting your business, be sure to let me know, and we'll catch you on the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a rating. And for daily inspiration and business tips, follow Alan on Instagram. Until next time, remember, we build the future one entrepreneur at a time.